Alrighty, so let's kick it off, man. Let's kick it off. Um, I really actually owe all the Tudor reviewers and the listeners and the supporters and the lovers. I owe y'all yet another apology because I'm really looking at how many episodes I've uploaded since all this lockdown, quarantine, social distancing, cabin fever shit has really commenced. And just looking at the result of how much content I put out, I'm kind of disappointed, man. I'm very disappointed, actually. Um, I should be taking way more advantage of this extra spare time I got on my hands and the fact that other people have this extra spare time and can actually tune in freely more than they normally would be able to. I should definitely be getting more content out to y'all. I should be writing more. I should be outlining more. I should just be doing my part for the greater good, basically. So, um, no, nah, but in all seriousness, man, I definitely need to get, um, uh, and I say this because I've been seeing over the last two days in particular, like the, the listens have been climbing up just a little bit, uh, probably like 10 plus in the last two days. And I'm like, I don't know what, what y'all are out there listening to, but I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm still humbled and I'm very appreciative of the fact that people are still tuning into this, you know, during this pandemic and all this crazy shit that's happening in the world. The fact that people still want to listen to little old me, little old tutor, man, that's, um, that's very humbling, man. And I'm, I'm so grateful for y'all. So I have to actually start applying myself better norm like how I normally do and showing everybody that I am grateful for y'all and getting the content out and the things that people ask me to review or the things that people ask me to do commentary for or to you know do a reaction to I got to start getting that out to y'all just to let y'all know that um you know we are we are one people like Mika said in Children of the Corn too but um Basically, I'm jumping into another commentary, man. I don't know what's... It, I guess commentary is a lot easier than just reading off of my notes for a review or for, um, you know, just an episode in general. Commentary, I feel like I can just go with the flow and, and be a little bit more loose with the things I talk about. And being as though today is the ninth anniversary of its release, I'll be doing commentary for Scream 4. Now, First and foremost, big before I jump into this big rest in peace, shout out to Wes Craven, um, one of the greatest directors, not just horror director, but one of the greatest directors of all time in general. Um, he turned the horror genre on his ear and really, you know, I personally don't think the horror genre slasher genre was 100 percent dead. But what Wes Craven did when he debuted Scream in 1996, if I'm not mistaken, that movie came out. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 95 or 96. I know I went to the theater to see it. But what Wes Craven did, man, he it, it was a revival and it's been imitated. It's been ripped off so many fucking times, man. But let me just say this. This is this is going to come as a shock to a lot of people, especially ones that hate Scream 3. This Scream 4 is my least favorite in the quadrilogy. Um, it's just something about it. They they played on a lot more things from the first movie. It's basically like a remake of the first movie, which isn't bad. Like this movie isn't terrible by any means, but it's just like compared to what I got with with Scream 3 and how wild it was, even though a lot of people hate that movie, that is my favorite sequel. You know, my order goes Scream, Scream 3, Scream 2, Scream 4. But because this is my least favorite doesn't mean that I hate anything, like necessarily really hate anything about it. It's just certain shit got on my nerves a little bit. And um, a lot of things really played too much on that first movie. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Something just didn't 
sit right with this one, man. And I, it really sucks that this was Wes Craven's last go around with Scream because now they're trying to figure out what to do with Scream 4. I mean, they already got an idea, but we just, as the fans, don't know what's going on. We don't know if it's going to be a Scream 5. We don't know if it's going to be a reboot. We don't know if they're going to turn the shit into another TV show because it's been two go rounds with the TV show. Um, I actually did an episode talking about Scream 5 or what I would want from Scream 5 if y'all want to check that out. But, you know, my opinion doesn't mean shit, apparently, because the worldwide gross for Scream 4 was like $97,231,420. So, you know, my fucking opinion isn't, you know, doesn't uh, hold a, a wick of a candle to anything that this movie stands for that this movie accomplished like as far as like uh the numbers go and as far as the fan base go what it does have is a pretty interesting cast though i can't lie man nev campbell courtney cox david arquette came back but you got emma roberts who's okay here i think who steals the show here is hayden pantiera and rory calkin two of the best fucking characters in scream since since randy since Randy and since Tatum, basically, and the fact that they're both movie buffs makes them two of my probably not even two of but the best characters in this entire movie. But let me uh, let me stop rambling, people. Let me jump into it. I'm going to hit the play button. I'm actually going to start doing a countdown. Um, shout out to my boy Aaron Wilson, because he uh, let me know. I think it was last night or so. He let me know he was listening to my Halloween six commentary while he was actually watching Halloween six. And I'm like, you know what, man, this is why I got to start doing some type of a countdown because there are people out there that will, you know, watch the movie right along with me as I talk my talk and make my jokes and all that type of shit over it. So big shout out to him for doing that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do like a three, two, one type of thing. And, um, I don't know. That's going to be weird. I don't know, but fuck it. Uh, so I will hit the play button in three, two, one. There we go. Now, I am watching this on demand, so there was a bit of a delay right there, and I do have to get the Showtime logo and all that shit. But you can play it right now, if that's the case, because Dimension Films logo just popped up. It's crazy. I thought, you know, when they announced it was an anniversary of some kind of a screen for, I thought it was, it came out, Hello? you know, uh, uh, yes. a while ago, you know, not just nine years ago. It's not scary, it's gross. I hate all that torture porn shit. How do you really feel? I mean, for what it's worth, Saw 4 is a masterpiece compared to Jigsaw. But she don't give a shit who dies because there's no character development. It's just body parts ripping and blood spewing. Who do you keep texting? I have a Facebook stalker. He keeps sending me messages. Yeah, like what? Just stuff like, hey, what's up? You're hot, I want to kill you. We'll I mean, yeah, because okay. that's that's normal. Now, I was confused when I first saw this movie and this opening was going on because I'm like, are we right back to square one? Because, like I said, uh, part three gave me a lot of shit uh, that had that it had going for it. Um, 
it started off with Cotton Weary, and I'm like, oh man, like Cotton Weary is in the opening scene, he's gonna die, or is he? Now, what Scream 4 should have opened up with was either Dewey or Gale. Preferably Gale. It should have opened up with, like, Gale. Or maybe um, Detective Kincaid, you know, Patrick Dempsey's character from Part 3. It should have opened up with one of the familiar characters in the opening scene. So we knew the stakes were going to be a little higher this time around. Scream 5 should just open up with Sidney Dewey and Gale getting murdered. So we really see they're not playing any games. But they're not going to do that. Top billing and everything. They couldn't be my friends. I'd like to think I don't have any friends that dumb. Maybe I, I mean, maybe I don't know. I never really, I never thought about it. I mean, I do think about like the 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 few people I actually call friends. Like, how would they survive in a horror scenario, and would they get me killed or not? Oh dear. Now, when I saw this, two killers, I'm like, okay, we're opening up with some shit here. But of course, that's a nice uh, appliance for the slit throat. That's nasty. Yeah, this, these movies within movies within movies within movies type shit. This opening was kind of crazy. Um, I could definitely tolerate this opening because when they when they pulled it back and you see Anna Paquin and uh, Kristen Bell, I think her name is, watching this movie. Uh, any Anytime Anna Paquin is on screen, I can deal with it. I don't know if it's when I was younger, when she played Rogue, or when I was older and I started watching like True Blood. Um, Anna Paquin, she, she, uh, yeah, y'all get the idea. She's a cutie pie. I like her with this blonde hair, too. And there's something, something about Anna Paquin, she's got this Patricia Arquette type of gap thing going on. That shit works. That does look like it hurt. Did that surprise you? Why? Because you talk too much. I'm pretty sure it is really shocking. Like if someone stabs you, you gotta just look at them like, yo, for real? So you can ask them is just like, why? Like, why'd you just stab me? Oh my god. Good I lord. Know. You're kidding. I don't get it. 
Here we go. Movie within a movie within a movie within a movie. It's a strange combination. They're, these two girls are watching um, horror movies. They're eating popcorn and drinking Red Bull. I mean, I, I eat some weird shit. You know, like combinations and stuff like that. Like, I'm actually going back and forth from coffee to ice water right now. Don't judge my life. That's a nice angle, though. Um, Did you hear that? Sydney uh, threatened to sue, so they they had to start making shit up. So they did like stab with like space travel and stuff like that, or uh, time travel, whatever the hell she just said. Well, if you know, you know. What is it? I must have left a window in my room open. Excuse me. Am I am I tripping or does everybody in this in this opening have the same ringer? Same house phone? Now, see, that, I'm trying to tell y'all, when, when people will call my crib, right? Yes, people, I still have a house phone. When people call any phone and they're like, who's this? My whole thing is like, you called me. Who is this? I don't think so. Let me guess. You want me to walk by an open door frame? Speaking of horror films, I don't know if y'all can uh I don't know if y'all can hear that in my background sirens. So all I've been hearing um in recent weeks. you don't have app on your phone. Maybe over a span of 2 months. I mean, it's every day, but more more than usual, sirens and helicopters. That sounds like me using like sexual innuendo to like incorporate it with like like movie shit. I don't really see how that's relevant. Ghostface always knows how to make an entrance. He'll just he'll pop up and then he'll just stand there. Like he's posing for like Vogue magazine or something. 
The mask looks different. I don't know about y'all, but um, I notice every Scream movie mask looks different. I don't know what it is about this one. Um, the one in part three was a little more roundabout at the eyes and mouth. The one in part two was just shaped completely differently than the smaller one in part one. I just noticed like small things. And like, why is she crawling and she got stabbed in the back? Uh, like, her legs are still moving, so she's not paralyzed. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I've never been stabbed in the back before. <laughs> not in the literal sense, anyway. <laughs> oh shit, if she wasn't paralyzed then, she is now. I know they said they wanted to go for like a more dramatic opening with this. I think they reshot it. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But this shit wasn't even really. It's probably hands down the, the weakest. End. And I'm not going to spend the whole time like tearing this movie down. But there are things that, that bother me about it. This is probably the weakest opening. For this to have been the last movie in the series. I mean at that time. They got fucking ghost face masks all over town. Yes, people, I know this song. I'm telling you, y'all not gonna judge me, man. Don't do it. Yes, yes. I listen to all kinds of music, man. It's not just rap and R&B, people. Only thing I really can't listen to, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Um, I don't have anything against country music. I can't frequent it. I can maybe, maybe some Tim McGraw or something like that, um, Garth Brooks. But I can't do death metal, like the the where they just roar and scream at me, and it sounds like they're gonna open up the gates of hell from the the bottom of the ground. Like I can't, I can't. Um, bottom of the ground. Does that even fucking make sense? And Dewey really, his, his ringtone really, <laughs> really was the Beverly Hills Cop theme. And it always pisses me off that, um, like, I don't know how they split, but the fact that David Arquette and Courtney Cox Arquette at the time, that they met, like, they formed their love on the set of Scream and got married and all that type of stuff as the movies went on. I think that was amazing. So when they split, I was really, like... I felt like that was like a like they were friends of mine and they broke up. Kirby, Hayden Pantier, man, who is rocking the shit out of this short blonde hair in this movie. Now, make no mistake, I can make these remarks. Hayden Pantier was born in '89, but she's she's clearly playing. She's an adult, a grown ass adult playing a high school student here. Hey, before you get in the car, you have to promise not to kill Which a lot of horror movies did, but. Hayden Pantier, is a, she's a fucking problem for sure, man. I actually want her back in Scream 5. But it's kind of weird, like, t saying that she's attractive, but you think years and years and years back that she was in Remember the Titans and that was Will Patton's daughter. That shit's strange, man. It's like it's like um, seeing a picture of Danielle Harris, like, as an adult. And she's like this sex symbol now in horror, almost. But... 
then you watch Halloween four and it's just like, does this is this weird? Your cousin. Last stop on her book tour, first stop on her road to a new life. It's very dramatic. He's the reason why I love horror movies. Emma Roberts, who is I think this is she is the niece actually of Julia Roberts. She's actually she's not bad. It's just, you know, the the end of the movie there are certain things that kinda like kinda irk me. And uh who's this actress in the back? Jenny, is this you? What is her name? Marielle Yafe? I think I said her name right? Who plays Olivia? Who gets one of the, you know, of course, spoiler alert, Olivia gets probably one of the most brutal death scenes in the entire Scream franchise. They went, uh, I wish all the deaths had jumped off like that because she got the business. Like seriously, man. Sydney, Sydney's coming home, and they dress the town up and just ghost face masks. Like one of these movies should have just been Sydney just not being able to take the media and the townspeople and her friends, like just going completely nuts and just really being a killer. Marley Shelton, who is um, she's horror alumni too. She was in uh, Planet Terror. I did commentary for that. Y'all can check it out. She's in Valentine. And Marley Shelley, she she's cute as hell, man. She was in what was that movie she was in back in the day? Not Josie and the Pussycats. Um, it was a movie. I think they were cheerleaders, and they were trying to like cover up some type of something. I don't remember what the plot was. Hey, I made some lemon squares in my car. Thanks, deputy. But she's got like this this mousy quality about her. Clearly, she wants to fuck Dewey. David Arquette here. He's he's great too, man. Um, I I just wish Dewey, like I wish they, he has to be classic Dewey for sure. Like he's got to be classic Dewey. He's got to be the goofy. He's got to be bumbling, but he has to be effective at times where need be. Like he has to let people know that I'm not completely useless. But Dewey, like I wish that he just became a badass at this point. Is that the same woman that was interviewing Tori Spelling in Scream 2? I swear it is. It's good shit. If it if it was, that's good continuity. I know the struggle, sis. Trust me. Courtney Cox was good here too, man. Um, I like that she took it back to the first movie when they had that that farm party, the stab party, and she's like setting up the cameras and shit. It was real. It was a nice throwback to the first movie. Back at Woodsboro. Now this kid with the with the camera headset on, he reminds me of Mark Patton. You know Jesse from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He looks just like him. 
Rory Culkin, best one of the best. Rory Culkin's the shit. Bambi. What? That's funny, Kirby. Completely unaware you exist. Nah, man, she wants me. Yeah, wish, right? Asshole. <laughs> Yo, that is me 100%. Like, I fucks with, um, um, the character of Charlie, played by Rory Culkin, who is, of course, he's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Uh, they look just like, but I, I relate to this motherfucker so bad. It's like, his friend's like, yeah, she's unaware he exists. And I'm like, nah, man, she wants me. And he's a movie geek. Love it. cares about you over here, you know? Someone who made you really happy once. Someone who never should have let you go. Now, this guy who plays Trevor, uh, Nico, 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 what is his name? I want to say Nico Tor Tortorella or something like that. Nico Tortorella, I think his name is. He, um, I, when I first saw this movie, Scream 4, I thought that was Miko Huges from Pet Cemetery. I really thought that was like Gage from Pet Cemetery grown up but it's it's not because they they got two different names eric nudson is the one that plays uh robbie robbie mercer and one of the things i do like about the kids in this in this movie um robbie and charlie they are the film geeks to the extreme they walk around with the headsets they're hosting the the the, the movie party the stab party I love that aspect of it. We're gonna start the book signing in a sec, so buy your copies while they last. Now you ladies, New York Times bestseller. Great. Gail, I'm glad you came. Congratulations, Sydney. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I know you can get one. <laughs> Courtney Cox looks great in this movie. Dewey! Hey! Hey, Sid. Gail, you mean it? What's going on, Dewey? And as far as Nev Campbell goes, um, she didn't do a bad job either. I just I wish that the character arcs would have went in some strange places. Like I wish Sydney would have been more so on some Laurie Strode shit. Like, listen, I want to live like kind of like how she was in the third movie. I want to live away from everybody. I don't trust. I don't trust Dewey. I don't trust Gail. The rest is need to know. Interesting casting choices having um Adam Brody and Anthony Anderson play the the two like uh, buddy cops in this movie. I knew when Anthony Anderson was in it, his ass was dead though. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just blood on books. I mean, it's not like it was a body or anything. They all step back like, oh, my goodness. Like the town ain't seen its fair share of bloodshed. <laughs> I love how Anthony Anderson was in the background. Like, cover up your kid's eyes. Or on vibrate. If you want to be lenient. 
murdered last night. What? What? They had term papers due today. What's your favorite skill? Shut up. Class is not over. This week marks the anniversary of the infamous Woodsboro murders. Two girls killed the exact day local celebrity victim, Sydney Prescott, chose to return to her hometown. Coincidence? Just fucking say you think Sydney did it. Don't be a dick about it. Excuse me, Gail. He's conducting an interview. Great. I love interviews. You'll have to wait, Gail. Sorry. Can't let you in there. What are you going to do? Arrest me, Deputy Judy? If it comes to it, civilian interference with a police investigation poses many a problem in a court of law. Okay. What? Listen to me, Judy. <laughs> I don't mind that you're working with my husband or that you even bake him those little treats as you do. But if you're going to start acting like him, you got to put a mustache on because you sound ridiculous. Gail! Judy! Gail! Now, what should have happened, you know how in parts one and two, Sydney punched, well, Sydney punched Gail first and she slapped Gail. Then Gail punched um, Jennifer in part three. Gail should have punched um, Judy, Deputy Judy. It is all over the internet, Dewey. It is? Yes, the whole world. I mean, or vice versa. Somebody should have got, you know, should have been a cat bite. Investigation, Sheriff. Okay. Hang on. Um, are you familiar with the phrase... I wrote the book on this. Gail, with all due They had her positioned in that doorway perfectly for it to, for it to slam and she didn't, you know, she didn't really get hit by it, but she budged. By Gail Weathers? But you're not a reporter anymore, Gail. Even if you were. Oh, don't treat me like I'm the media. I helped solve these things three times, remember? You and me together. But I'm the sheriff now, Gail. You're not going to let me help you with this? I can't. All right, then I'm going rogue. This is what I'm good at doing. This is what I know how to do. I mean, she's not lying. Because whether she's... Your lemon squares taste like ass. <laughs> whether she started off as like, you know, a, a what they called a cheesy tabloid journalist Gail Weathers was very helpful very useful in the Scream films she was like Nancy Drew basically and I like that I like that uh that scene between them where he's like listen I, I can't let you help me and she's just looking at him like yeah for real like it was it was me and you at some point hi people must about to be get you know about to start getting killed huh it's good to see yeah. you, though. So two of you got phone calls. Yeah, us too. What's your favorite scary movie? It was the killer's voice. From Stab? Or, I mean, you know, from your life. I'm Kirby, by the way. I'm their friend. And the killer didn't call you? No. Is, is that a bad thing? Does that mean that I'm not going to live as long as these two? No. Maybe. Of course not. Just, uh, just be careful. Oh my god, did you hear that? I'm gonna be next. Sydney, I shouldn't be here. I should leave now. I'm afraid that's not really possible, Sydney. Look, nobody thinks you're involved, but everyone's a suspect. I'm sorry. And there was evidence in your car connecting Killer to you. You may be a material witness. So, well, you'll have uh, 
24-hour police surveillance. She should have stayed her ass at home. This is Rebecca. Oh my fucking god. Henry! Yes! It's true. Two girls butchered. <laughs> Payday. I'm so not feeling Woodsboro. I was like laying the army right to tell. Fuck me well. Well, she's super heartless, ain't she? Henry, I'll call you back. Excuse me. I have to geek out. I didn't get a chance to say something earlier, but it's such an honor to meet you. Thank you. Rebecca Walters. Hi. When I was a kid, it was all about top story with Gail Weathers. You were my 90s. Well, that's Gail Riley now. You gave it all up for love. I know that. How long have you and Dewey been married? Ten years. Oh, just like your characters in Staff 3. Wow. Wow. I didn't mean bad wow. It just, it always seemed like more of a movie romance than a real one. Because it was a movie. And in real life, you two would never be. The goal <laughs> climbing out here. So anyway, kudos on being brave enough to drop off the professional map. Any plans on revitalizing your tarnished brand? Listen, in about two seconds, I'm gonna revitalize your face with my tarnished brand. I still got it. I love this. It's almost like Courtney Cox wasn't even acting at that point. It reminds me of when she kind of like based Lori Metcalf in uh in Scream 2. She's like, look, local woman. Her mom was my sister. I have scars too. No one ever asked me about my scars. I'm sorry, Mrs. Roberts. She means knife scars, Mom. Oh. Well, fine. I don't get it. That joke, I never like. I I don't know. Some things were meant for me to understand. Gail, it's been hard on her. Small town, small town husband. Not much to write about. Not much sex going on. She doesn't cook dinner anymore. He should have just kept going on about the problems him and Gail are having. She keeps watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. Sometimes the same episode over and over. Out of darkness by Sydney Prescott, page two twenty. She writes red rum on the walls every night at six PM. I mean, he wasn't lying, cause uh, they weren't ballsy enough to kill any of them off in this movie. I mean, you know, and whatever, man. If they come back for Scream Five, I'll put my foot in my mouth, and if they kill them all in Scream Five, whatever, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll stand corrected. But I just wish. Oh. These small towns and these horror movies, like. People love running up on other people. You don't do that. Anyway, what are you doing in the house of Sydney Prescott? I mean, that's like being on top chef with Jeffrey Dahmer. That's my thing. Anywhere I'm at, like, don't run up on me. Don't pull up on me. Don't honk your horn. Like, none of that shit. Like, I I'll, I get, like, shell-shocked and will react. Is that true? Why do you care? Because I don't care. Don't you think you'd be a lot safer with me around? I don't trust you, Trevor. Yikes. I'm just gonna have to make sure that you never want to hear a woman say that, y'all. Oh, 
She's like, oh, you guys are about to have sex? I'm sorry, I'll come back in, what, two minutes? Now, this is a nod back to, of course, Bill, you know, with Trevor sneaking in Jill's window, Billy sneaking in Sydney's window, Sydney coming in, seeing them and reminiscing. There are a lot of callbacks, probably the most callbacks to the original movie in any of the sequels. What? Nothing, you just, uh, you remind me of, uh, Lock your window, okay? Yeah. Good night. Yeah, only her guy isn't a fucking serial killer. Spoiler alert. Then you got everybody. It's Jump Scare Central up in this crib, up in the Prescott house. Because uh, Deputy Judy's just in the hallway in the dark. Like, you don't remember we went to school together? Judy Hicks? We had the same homeroom in Drama Club, too. We were in Peter Pan together. I played a lost boy. You were Tiger Lily. Sydney should have been like, you know how high I was in high school? I don't remember none of this shit. It's okay. You had a lot of stuff going on back then. Now, wait. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, she did say they went to high school together. But where the fuck was Judy? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we had like a flashback sequence where they had like a young Nev Campbell. They could like CG de-age her face and we saw uh, Judy Hicks at Woodsboro High. That would be dope. Some nice foreshadowing right there. It's Olivia Morris. She lives next door. She's on the list. She can live next door to me. All right, creepy guy. Anthony Anderson, you're like 50. I wonder how difficult is that for actors and actresses to do, like uh, to, when you're when you're yeah, acting, oh, to right. act like you're laughing. Yeah, there are two zombies sitting outside your house in a car. Yeah, they're cops. You want to come up? Angel of Death leave? Oh, she's in the guest room. Forget it. Next door's close enough. Your mom home? Yo, again, ma'am. Hayden Pantier's hairstylist, <laughs> I, like, so bravo, good. man. Olivia started getting undressed that fast. Speaking. What's your favorite scary movie, Olivia? It's the worst imitation I've ever heard. I've been like, is this Gollum? Speaking of stabbing here with the stabbing zone's gonna be yet? No, it doesn't matter to me anyways. My mom doesn't let me go. It's Trevor. I'll handle this. Trevor's calling. Again. What do you want? I want to talk to Jill. Uh, no, it's Kirby. Sorry, Trevor. Jill is screening her calls from all past relationships. What's going on over there? Ouch. Okay, hang on a sec. What is he saying? I got Trevor. Wait, what? I can barely hear you, Trevor. This isn't Trevor. Oh, oh, all right. Well, then why do you have his phone? 
whoever this is. He's trying to do ghosts. He's being weird. I want to talk to Jill. Okay, well, she doesn't want to talk to you. Come on, Mr. Ghostface, whisper to me. Aren't you supposed to ask me a question? All right. How's the movie? What movie? Shaun of the Dead. It's not really random, but y'all know who I would love to see. How did you know that? In the same scream universe or the same scream movie at the same time hayden pantiera and kiki palmer now i know a lot of people didn't like uh scream season three with kiki palmer rj siler cj wallace um you do know there are cops all over this house i feel like if they would have took Ghostface out of it and made it a different slasher it would have been more um appreciated but it actually grew on me. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. But Kiki Palmer and Hayden Pantera's characters, like their quips and their their attitudes, that sass that they bring, I would love to see that. He's about to give her the business. Oh, right through her fucking hand. Her, her room is just covered in blood. And the fact that you think he may or may not be done with her and he just plows her head through that through the bedroom window. This I'm telling y'all the most vicious kill sequence in the entire series. I think before it might have been uh, Randy's death scene was pretty brutal. Mm, mm, mm. He Casey Beckered that bitch. Insides on the outside. That's more of a Rob Zombie Michael Myers or Jason type of kill right there. There is literally blood all over her room. Why don't you come for me? You got the balls for that? Oh, poor Sydney. You think this is all about you? It will be. Roger Jackson came back to do the voice for Ghostface. His uh, his voice never gets old. I think he came back for the show as well. Damn. Damn, Kevin Williamson? What the fuck were you going through when you wrote that line in the script? He said, I'm going to cut your eyelids Joe, off so you don't blink when I stab you in the face. Just Jesus. Look, 
<laughs> Did he just sweep kick Sydney? Damn. He sweep kicked Sydney and she high kicked him. like don't I have a cut on my arm and it's picture day tomorrow I'm going through a lot right now what happened oh my god Jill now I wonder if he thought because he showed up and like cradled her and he's like baby baby come on let's go let's get you help like did he think that they just instantly got back together at that point cause I'm not sure if it works like that That four-letter word for courage you guys were talking about is definitely all over the place upstairs. That was that was that was guts, people. Um, I was talking about when they were. Never mind. Oh, shut up! They're across the street talking shit. Sydney should have just got fed up. Like, well, say it to my face. You've not seen the horrors I've seen. They better stop playing with Miss Prescott. See, that's an angle. Uh, uh, angle. <laughs> Excuse me. That's an angle I would have loved to see if the people were like lashing out at Sydney, like the the onlookers. Like, you're just like your mother. Go back home, Sydney. Every time somebody shows up, or every time you show up, somebody gets killed. Blah blah blah. Like, I would have loved to see Sydney just snap and beat somebody's ass. And then Dewey just has to, you know, Sydney, I, I gotta I gotta bring you in. I'm not gonna book you, but I gotta make it look like I'm being a sheriff here. I wouldn't mind writing a um you know, Kevin Williams has done a great job with these movies and with the teen horror genre in general. Especially him and Wes Craven. They when they get together it's it's um some trouble about to happen for better or worse. But I um I wouldn't mind tackling a scream movie actually. Olivia Morris like as far as just writing it, so like a draft of it or something. Our local legacy, stab movies, is coming to life. Excuse me, are you recording with that thing? Live video blog upload. He's webcasting right now. Oh, mind turning it off for a little old school off the record? Yeah, over to my audience. Turn that fucking thing off. <laughs> okay. So, you two are the boys that run the movie club at Woodsboro High, huh? Oh, Charlie runs it. I'm just VP, in case he takes a bullet. It's called Cinema Club. So you must have a very unique insight into the movie buffs at your school. Maybe. What if we could catch the killer by working together? Two generations of cutting-edge journalists intertwining our passions for media. What would you say? I love you. <laughs> Basically. Now you give me your expertise on the gore geek scene at Woodsboro High and Maybe I'll give you something in return. Say a celebrity visit to your cinema club. On me. What about Sydney? <laughs> what about Sydney? Hey, Gail's whole face just you? changed up. She no, hates feeling like she's no longer famous. A visit from Sydney Prescott. I mean, she's the star. Oh. Yes, she's Daniel Radcliffe to my J.K. Rowling. 
went without the book sales in the box office. Whatever. She's manipulating those poor boys. Good for her. Doctor's like, Sydney, I don't want to fucking see you in here again. You've been in here for the last anyway, ten years. Long story short, Random wants to lock you into three All from a serial now. killer. See the blank line in your contract? You can name your price. And as soon as you're clear in this investigation, we're on the next plane to New York. I booked today, The View, Nancy Grace, MTV News. Excuse me, can I ask you a question? Hmm. Did you read my book? Sounded for the movie. This, this is a question you have to ask like a lot of your agents, publicists, whatever you have it. Um, You have to ask them, like, do you read my material? Like, I do the same thing. I know it's just a podcast. Well, I'm not going to say just a podcast. It's very important for me, but it's a small platform for now. But even with the small platform, anybody that like tries to praise the podcast or something like that, I always wonder, like, do you, do you even listen? Like, bro, do you even lift? I won't be needing you anymore. Sydney, you're fired. 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 It's like if I have an agent or something, they have to listen to every single podcast episode, no matter how long, how short the episodes may be. And, um, you know, that's for um, critiquing purposes, especially because it's like you have to listen to the good ones and the bad ones. Let me know which is which. Let me know how to differentiate uh, the good ones and the bad ones. She's not lying. I think the last, the last dick Sydney Pride had was Jerry O'Connell, uh, Derek from Scream Two. That was in '97. This scene, it's not, it's not particularly bad, but. Um, there is so much you can do with a a well-lit parking garage in a horror movie or even not a horror movie um death sentence which kind of plays out like a horror movie but it's more so like a revenge thriller has one of the best parking lot uh, parking garage sequences i've ever seen in my life uh, big shout out to james wan kevin bacon lee wanell He sounded like Eminem for a second. What if they rebooted Scream just completely and Eminem was the voice of Ghostface?
See, Ghostface. Oh, oh, wait, he did the superhero landing. The superhero landing. <laughs> I never peeped he did the fucking superhero landing. I mean, God forbid she do something like uh, caution wise and take those fucking heels off, making all that noise. She was expendable from the beginning, though. She really was. What's going on with the upkeep of this building? She uh she pulls she turns the door handle and it just breaks off. Like somebody needs to do something about that. I mean she's dead now. But... Had the repairs and you know the inspections been up to par on that building, if she turned the you know the doorknob and it didn't break off, she might have had a chance to survive. I'm just saying, man. Any comment on the fact that these killings seem to resemble the pattern of the original Woodsboro murders? Later. He's like, he's like, honey, we'll talk it over over coffee and we'll watch Murder, She Wrote. I promise. Just let me do my job. Damn. I mean, that was pretty vicious. That was Ghostface making a statement. And I'm mad, see, man, I'm, I'm mad Dewey checked her pulse. Like, you you know what it is. It's all under control, huh, Sheriff? What am I supposed to say? Listen, I may not be wearing a uniform, but I happen to have a lead, and you don't. So let me know when you're back on Team Gale. She's so angry. You can tell they're not having enough sex at home. They got the feast, hills have eyes, dawn of the dead, Rob Zombie's Halloween two, the thing posters. I like those posters they got. They got a death proof poster back there. And let me just say to our guest Sydney Prescott, it's an honor. Oh, they got a people under the stairs poster back there too. Thanks. I guess. Um, this. You film your entire high school experience and what post it on the net? Everybody will be doing it someday soon. It's kind of the one component the killer is missing. Wait, what do you mean? Well, if you want to be the new, new version, the killer should be filming the murders. It's like the natural next step in a cypher slasher innovation. I mean, you film them all real time, and then before you get caught, you upload them into cyberspace. Making your art as immortal as you. I like how when they said that, um, Trevor and Kirby kind of had that like uh, inquiring mind look 
it's just like, hmm, it's a good idea. It helps with the red herring aspect, just the facial expressions people make in the movie. There are still rules, but the rules have changed. The unexpected is the new cliche. Yeah, you gotta have an opening sequence that blows the doors off, dollops some flashy music video direction, and the kill's gotta be way more extreme. Modern audiences get savvy to the rules of the originals, so the reversals become the new standard. In fact, the only surefire way to survive a modern horror movie? You pretty much have to be gay. So why are you How so is that sure true? That the killer's working by the rules I just watched the that movie Animal where uh, the, original staff the kid was openly gay and he still got mauled apart by whatever the hell that thing was. We all know where it goes from there. A party. Exactly. A party. Guaranteed third act main cast bloodbath. Fingers crossed on some nudity for a change. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't get that new. You know, we never. I don't think we ever got any tits or ass in a screen movie. Stabathon. It's a movie marathon. Which is fine. I mean, I don't think that's really what Wes Craven was going for. He wasn't going for like some Friday the Thirteenth. You know, tits and ass, uh, flooded with sex scenes type of thing. I think there's actually only one sex scene in the entire Scream franchise. No, no, I really want the location. With Sydney and Billy. And even that, they don't really, they don't show it. You know, they show some dry humping, the two getting undressed. We're working together. And then they show the aftermath. Remember? So you ready for that Q and A? Fuck you. Let's go. That was awesome. <laughs> he just got an adrenaline rush. I feel like I'm under house arrest. Sydney should have just gave her a pep talk like, sit the fuck down real quick, Joe. Let me tell you something about uh, 1996. Do you think you're having a rough time with you your, your jug of chocolate milk and your polio string cheese you're about to get down on? But you know they're just saying that because they really have no freaking idea how you feel. I mean, I could go for some string cheese right I now. Know. I can't even lie. I'm so sorry about Olivia. I'm sorry about your publicist. Yeah, well, she was a bitch anyway. How do you handle it? People staring at you all the time. People stare at me. It's <laughs> a good response. She, you just become numb to it after a while, I guess. Like being a, you know, being a, a, a would-be victim, I guess you can call it, is no different then it's like synonymous with being a celebrity pretty much you know you're famous for what happened to you whether it's a tragedy or a triumph basically you better Yeah, that's that's true. If you need me, you know where to find me. We have in my cell, or I mean, my room. Oh, Jill, Jill, Jill. Twenty twenty will be no different than what you're going through now. 
arms all boarded up. That's the view from my cell. Oh my god, we get it. Damn it. I think Olivia would understand, okay? She'd want me to be around other people. Holy shit. Even if I did just crash land on planet Orc. Speaking of which, Trevor's here. I love how Kirby said Planet Dork, but she's a movie dork herself. Rightfully so. Yo, the reaction. Now, Hayden Pantiera said in the commentary, I think it's commentary with her, Emma Roberts, and Wes Craven, and they phone in Nev Campbell at some point. Um... The way that the the way she reacted to that girl that was walking past staring at her and Kirby's just looking like what the fuck? Like what are you looking at? That was a natural reaction, she said. One of the extras was just staring at her and she just <laughs> reacted and they kept it in the movie. I love when they do stuff like that, man. When they keep the they keep what should be an outtake blooper type of thing. They keep it in the movie. It's art, man. Here we got Gail doing her classic Gail Weathers shtick, setting up cameras all over the place. I wonder how much she spent on those. Those aren't some uh, cheap little, you know, cameras right there. That's my type of scene, man. We're going to all just... Whoa. If anybody's watching this with me, did y'all peep how Kirby just like, I fucked Charlie while he walked away? She was on his top from the beginning. Nobody can convince me otherwise. But, um, that's my type of scene where we're just going to get fucked up all night and have a good time amongst friends. And we're going to just binge an entire, like, horror franchise. Oh, yeah. That's always a good time. It's actually a live stream I wouldn't mind doing sometime in this lifetime. Like, just have a few people over. Well, when all of this bullshit in the world is over with, anyway. Have a few people over. Um, on, like, a Saturday or something where nobody's doing anything. And just start from, like, part one up until part whatever the series stops at. And just watch the whole, the whole franchise. Just do commentary over it. Wishful thinking. When I moved to Woodsboro, I never in a million years dreamed that I would again play the critical role in solving another series of these. Kids 
to the Stabathon. There's an old abandoned farm on Fort Dillon Road. He's like, what? We were supposed to watch Murder, she wrote tonight. What makes you so sure? You do a remake to outdo the original. That's what the kid said. This party is all about the Stab movies. Come on. How meta can you get? Apparently not meta enough. This movie is... This is probably the most meta entry in the series next to Scream 3. I get the story. It's a win-win. I thought you were going rogue, Gail. They are so petty towards each other. Forget it. Thanks for having faith in me. I can fix my equipment. There's definitely things that a wife will tell you. Thanks for having faith in me. Sarcasm at its finest. Heather Graham. They are watching. Oh, I was about to say they're watching Stab 2, but they are watching Stab. But it was in Scream 2 that they first showed Stab. With Heather Graham playing a. Uh, playing Casey Becker. That's one thing I wouldn't be able to stand. Like if I was do if I was at like a part like where every if I was at a party or just doing commentary with a shit to shit ton of people if if they start saying every single line, I'm yo, I'm trying to tell y'all, I would either like walk away or I would start bleeding out of my ears or something. Like I think I said this in an earlier episode, like way, way back when I first started. I remember watching the movie Friday with somebody in a room. It was just me and this person, and the person was just reciting literally every single line as she's watching the movie. And I got the fuck up out of there, like, because I'm just like, I'm either going to use this window or I'm going to use the door. So I'm going to save people. I'm going to save myself the doctor bill and the payment for breaking someone else's window by jumping out of it. And I'm just going to leave out the door. I mean, I, movies like that that I favor, I recite the lines, and, but in my head. Man, he tried to take her ass out. He was not trying to wound. Well, yeah, of course, wound, but he was not trying to kill Gail. That's the part when I first saw the trailer, you know, it played out differently in the theatrical version, which I am watching. But in the trailer, I thought Gail was going to die because there's a scene, there's that scene right there where Ghostface is standing over top of Gail with the knife and she's like, do it if you have the guts. And then he swings the knife down. And I'm like, okay, she's finally about to get killed. But, you know. Was watching me. Oh, webcam. 
He's recording the murders. What? This time, he's making the movie. Dewey's looking like, why didn't I think of that? Sydney Prescott detail, man. I don't like it. The cops got in the house. They always get it. What are you talking about? It's a movie cop rule. It sucks to be a cop in a movie. That's your Bruce Willis. Not all cops die in movies. No, Adam Brody, uh, Anthony Perkins is great and everything, but Adam Brody is somebody I was kind of late to the party with. He's awesome, man. He's a. Uh, <laughs> he's cool in this movie. Um, there's a movie he's in. Not the best movie ever, but the cast is is dope. He's in this movie with Paula Patton, Joe Scott, Baggage Claim. He plays the gay guy, but he's one of the best characters in the movie. He's in Shazam. He plays one of, you know, when the kids uh, get the Shazam powers and become the superhero adults. He's in that. Hey, Hoss. Be careful. I'm always careful. Dead man walking. I love it. I love how scared Anthony Anderson truly looked in that scene. Just completely uncomfortable. Oh, you know what? I'm tripping. Earlier I said, um... Wait, is she a fucking Prescott... She's a Roberts. Um, I'm tripping because earlier I said it. You know, it always happens at the Prescott house. But Jill is a Roberts. The irony: she has the same last name as you know herself in real life, Emma Roberts. Somebody else they could have just threw in here just for uh, continuity's sake is uh, Martha Meeks, Randy's sister that was in part three that showed them the cassette tape with Randy's, uh, basically a swan song on it. This was always such a strange scene for me. The fact that Ghostface stabbed him in his forehead was such a strange... It was just such a strange choice. And the fact that he doesn't die right away... And Ghostface is just watching him just kind of bleed out and just like... Just basically crumble down. That that is a line that bothered me because it's just so it's out of place. I know they said something about Bruce Willis, but it's just so out of place for a last line for a character to to just drop dead on. It made it almost like a cartoon. I 
I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it looked different on paper. Maybe it read different during the um, table reads. Maybe it was delivered differently. I don't know. Who am I to judge? I've never made a feature film in my lifetime. Yeah, uh, you don't know not you're a seasoned woman. You don't know not to say that shit in Woodsboro. Okay, she got honey nut Cheerios in there. She's got some bagels. It look like. Sydney should have just pulled out an eighth of some kush, like, like is this how y'all really get down when y'all go food shopping? Robert's residence. You're a survivor, aren't you, Sydney? You're one and only skill you survive. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, do you have free nights and weekends or something? Why do you keep calling me? It would have been so much more effective if she would have been murdered, you know, and Sydney would have just been like, whoa, this is for real now. He really wanted to know if he was right. I dig that laugh. That Roger Jackson laugh. I dig it. Kate! Jill had a YouTube poster in her room. Why would she do that? I'm playing. I don't even remember what songs you two came out with What's back in the on? day. Killer Caldy's coming after me. But he wants my family first. Oh God, Jill! Let's get the cops. The cops aren't there. What? They were there when I first came in, but they're not there now. Let's get the Kirby's. Yep. Let's not. Ghostface's knife is super metallic. Let's get out of here. Oof. I hate the way that sounds. She's looking like, yo, you don't know I got stabbed in the back. Her eyes are all wide. Ooh, and the sound it made coming out. Jesus. Her eyes, I mean, it's, it's not funny that she died, but her eyes really were wide looking at Sydney like, yo, you don't see what just happened? I can't move. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Listen, y'all know by now, like a hundred something episodes in, y'all know I can't lose this sense of humor of mine. Whoa, Deputy Hicks, you almost got socked in the face. Where are Haas and Perkins? I couldn't get them on the radio. Whose blood is that? 
That's where we were just attacked. She's dead. Where is she? Front door. Show me. Marley Shelton looks, she looks good in that police uniform, man. I'm so sorry. It's just her eyes kind of never, not closed, but they don't never just like, kind of like, not widen. Might be one of the things that goes with her mousy uh, attitude that I like in all the movies she's in. What was that freaking movie Marley Shelton was in where they were like cheerleaders or something? It's an old movie, man. I wish these commentaries were live so I could tell people, like, yo, help me out, man. And they could just comment the, you know. Let me see what that movie was. I can actually look it up real quick. It makes sense. This is what the reboots do. They 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 one up the original ending. The Woodsboro murders ended at a party. So in the remake, the party's the false ending. New rules. Exactly. Okay, no offense, guys, but I'm gonna put in stab seven. Yes. Nobody cancels my film festival. Whoa, I don't. I love this. The whole dynamic with them, like, you know, shit hit the fan, but you know, we're not gonna let the night ruin like this. We're going to stay amongst each other and watch movies. Trivia your ass under the table, cinema boy. Mm. Oh, yeah? Who played Leatherface first? Gunner Hanson. Boom. Wow. Did you feel that? That charge that moved between us just then? Oh, that was me. I had powers. So sexy. <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. You're playing fucking trivia. Yo, that is one of the great. That moment between Charlie and Kirby is one of the greatest moments in this entire movie. Jesus Christ, where'd you come from? The front door? Cause that's me, one hundred percent. Like it's like, oh yeah, you know more movies than me. What's what's such and such, and then, like, Jesus man, it's good stuff. And, um, may I ask what the hell you're doing here? What? Didn't I find the after party? No, you found the after party, and it's invitation only. Yeah, well, I got an invitation from Joe. Holy Joe. shit! Marley Shelton was um. What? Wendy Peppercorn in the Sandlot. After party at Kirby's house. Did she like get smaller or something? Cause I, yo, Wendy Peppercorn was kind of thick in the sandlot. I never knew that. Holy shit! Oh my goodness, man. The more you know. I'll prove it. Hello, Charlie. Robbie. feel to be Sugar and Spice was the movie I was talking about, where they had the masks on. They had those um, those uh, like. Blonde hair looking uh, cartoon character type looking mass on. Supposed to accept that you're telling the truth? Isn't your phone missing? Got a new one. Really? Oh, that's incredibly convenient. God damn, that was. Yo, Marley Shaw was Wendy Peppercorn in the Sandlot. Like, my mind is blown right now. What? I feel like I should have known that. She was stabbed just like the others. <laughs> what about Jill? <laughs> no, sorry, oh, man. No, it wasn't. They both got stabbed one time. Yes, sir. 
Robbie, I feel you. If shit hits the fan like that and my movie cinema club and my movie cinema event got all fucked up, I'm getting trashed. He said, you know, hell with the shot glasses. He just took the bottle outside. I like that he left his friend, um, you know, he let Charlie and Kirby be in there alone. You got to peep the, um, that's something I learned being like the only, the only guy that was there without like a date or something or like a chick to just keep me occupied. I would um I would peep the numbers after a while, like the ratio, and it's like okay, it's it's them two, it's another two across the room. Uh, let me just eliminate myself out of this equation and just even things out. Which I became a master at at some point in my life. I remember I was at, you know, these people will remain nameless, but I was uh if we're talking about. Taking one for the team and evening out the ratio. I remember being at a friend's apartment and the friend uh, uh, had somebody, so that was two, and then two other people were across the room, and I'm like, I see what's happening here, but I was already drinking and on a computer, so what I did was I started playing, uh, you know, like some, not necessarily R&B, but some smooth shit, then let it up to some R&B and set the mood, and then, you know, I just rolled out after that. Then the next morning, of course, when everybody got there, it's like, oh, I see what you did. It's like, yes. Balance, people. Balance. I love sharing these uh, e-Hollywood true stories with y'all. means a lot. When Charlie looks so nervous around Kirby... But he answered her right away. I love that. Right at his neck. She did. Because you're actually pretty cute. Especially when I'm scared. Oh, you fucking cock blocker, Trevor. I was rooting for that kiss, too, when I first saw it. Thank God you are here to protect her when you can't even find her. Damn, I was rooting for that kiss. Charlie and Kirby hooking up would have been one of the, another great scene in this movie. Charlie stormed off like he could have possibly been a serial killer. Who invited you, Trevor? Alright. Clearly not you. Wow. I'm gonna be upstairs. Get out of my house! <laughs> that is the question of all questions. It's like, who invited okay. you here? I'm a little drunk, so don't blame me on that connection. Let's see where Charlie's up to, shall we? Or the saga of Trevor and Jill. Oh, the intrigue of Woodsboro High. Who needs a kid around? There's so much drama. Yes, you are drunk, sir.
Ghostface be putting the the umph on these stabs. Ghostface really tilted his head like, what? Kirby's just still getting drunk off what looks like ginger ale. I mean, it isn't until you get super drunk and you're watching horror movies you realize everybody's disappeared. It's always, it's always good timing. There she is. There was no text message sent to Trevor. He is such a liar. Where is he? What do you mean, where is he? He just went upstairs looking for you. He's not upstairs. Trevor? Charlie? Robbie? Maybe they're outside. Sydney. Oh, the party's starting up again. Everybody's popping up. Hey, everybody's popping. Oh, oh. Well, he popped up dead, but. Ghostface was there to add to the numbers. Whoever this stunt double is for Ghostface in this movie was taking a beating. shot it's been done before but like where the the victim is like under the bed and you just see the footsteps walking past or feet walking past you know the screen franchise also has the most ineffective ineffective uh Police department ever. Sydney, where are you? I'm at Kirby's. The killer is here. I need your help. I'm on my way. Okay. Oh. That was a good stunt right there. All units, three, two, nine, whispering light. It's like I always wanted a stunt where I was falling off a roof or hanging from a rooftop, but I have bad vertigo. I'm afraid of heights, that kind of thing. So I don't. I don't know how that would work. Like if I had the lung power to, to be a stunt double, uh, I probably would, but I'm almost certain, you know, they, you know, I'm, matter of fact, I'm sure it is, it is a fact that they have different types of things that they have to sign, like con contractual agreements where it's like, listen, if you die, doing this stunt then um you know we're still gonna come out with this movie right Charlie, it's me. 
I mean, I know it's you, but... Sorry, I can't. What the fuck? Sorry. Look out! Damn. And here, of course, Charlie taped up to a chair. That is a nod to um, Steve being tied up to a chair in the first Scream movie. This scene I love, though, where Kirby has to name all the remakes and she just goes crazy and basically names like every remake from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre on up. And fellas, if you have a woman with the horror movie savvy of Kirby from Scream 4, she'd probably hold on to that. Those are very rare breeds of women. It's a machete. I've heard of Peepin' Tom, I've just never seen it, people. Then it's time for your last chance question. Name the remake of the groundbreaking horror movie in which the villain... Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, uh, Last House on the Left, Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street, My Bloody Valentine, The Stranger Calls, Pop Night, Black Christmas, House of Wax, The Fog, uh, Piranha. It's one of those, right? That is fucking impressive. I had to applaud that, like genuinely applaud that shit, because that's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest scenes and moments in um in the Scream franchise. Because here you had this movie where these kids, they you know they everything's meta, everything's um, a reference. And you get Kirby, who is just the goat of female characters in the series. I mean, not including Cindy Prescott or Gail Weathers. I felt so betrayed when I saw this scene. I'm like, not Charlie. And she's selling it, man. She's making it look really painful. Now, again, if anybody wants to backtrack and check out that, um, I think I called it We All Screamed for Five Screams episode. Um, I always mention we never see Kirby die. We just see her bleeding out. So she could definitely come back for a sequel. I would love to see that because she is one of the saving graces of this movie. I mean, like I said, it's not terrible, but she is one of the best characters in this movie that keeps keeps it ticking. 
clots are about trying to kill you. We're still. I think she's gonna get away. You think anyone gets away? Two killers. And it's Jelly Bean. I like that the mask, those little GoPro cameras were inside of the mask. It was just confusing. Like when I first saw it, Charlie's the killer, Jill's the killer. I was just unsure as to why. Good, we'll cut and upload it later. Make it all traceable to Trevor. Trevor in the closet, tied up. That's a nod to Sydney's dad, of course, from the first movie. Oh, I know I've, I know I've seen it before, but fuck. Shit. It's not even the headshot that did it, man. She shot him in the dick. Ladies, listen. If y'all have been cheated on or, or like any anything of that nature, like just just leave them. Just leave them. Don't shoot him in the dick. Now, pedophiles and rapists, on the other hand, that is a very justifiable method, uh, shooting them in the dick, but Jesus, man. Last two teenagers standing. This time, Randy gets the girl. That's why I said the movie is kind of it's just like a loose reboot of the first movie. Unbelievable today, wasn't I? I mean, I told so many lies that I actually started to believe them. It's like Randy, Jill, I mean, uh, Randy, Sydney, Billy, Tatum was basically uh, Kirby might have been a loosely based version of Tatum, but Kirby was a lot cooler in my opinion. There's nothing against Rose McGowan at all. This is the one thing that kind of pissed me off about this movie where it started getting on my nerves. Jill became very whiny towards the end. Wow, you're famous. Yeah, old school. Come on, give it up. Shoulder me. Shoulder me. Shoulder me. Get it up. Trevor was your partner. You 
Mm. I mean, Charlie should have known better. The way he twitches on the ground like that makes it look painful. My friends? What world are you living in? I don't need friends. I need fans. Wow. Don't you get it? This has never been about killing you. It's about becoming you. I mean, for fuck's sake, my own mother had to die. No great loss there, so I could stay true to the original. It's sick, right? Well, sick is the new saying. You had your 15 minutes. Now I want mine! And yeah, your yeah, moments like that. College, She's like, ah, grad school. I'm work. upset. Look around. We all live in public now. We're all on the internet. How do you think people become famous anymore? You don't have to achieve anything. You just gotta have fucked up shit happen to you. Which is very, very, very true. But sometimes you don't even have to have fucked up shit happen to you. New franchise. There's only She's actually making very good. Oh, she's actually making very good points. This is the point where when Sydney gets stabbed now, like as the movie's going, if she gets stabbed or injured, she kind of just stares at the killers like, "Fuck, I've been through this before. I don't think I'm gonna make it." But it's like you know, she's just so used to it. But if all these people really wanted to kill Sydney, they would shoot her in the head, they would stab her in the face, they would, you know, they would get it done. So of course you leave it open for, um, you know, her to survive. Jesus Christ, she really. Sh I mean, I know um, Trevor's dead and all, but she shot that man in the dick. Reminds me of a hot tub time machine with Rob Corddry. He's like, man, if I wanted to kill myself, I'd be awesome at it. Shotgun to the dick. This was the part where I was like, okay, this kind of compensates for some shit because Jill starts like really trashing herself. She just scratched herself with Trevor's hand. She's about to pull his hair out, pull her hair out with his hand. Shit. That's a lot of hair. She's about to slam through mirrors and glass tables and shit. Ooh, I forgot she run. Oh, she runs into the wall with the knife in her shoulder. I forgot all about that part. Yeah, hurts, don't it? You knew what you were in for. just any chick coming home after shots of 151 and 190 octane from Fat Tuesdays. I mean, I give her that. Um, Billy and Stu stabbing each other was one thing. Jill doing all of this was something different. So I, you know, I admire her motivation to keep up with the whole. 
but her laying herself right next to Sydney in the same exact position was kind of it's like come on Jill grow up First thing do he peep. First thing he noticed was the young boy getting shot in the dick. And I would have too. I'd have been like, "Look, it's a lot of bodies in here, but did somebody shoot that man in the dick?" I love how Jill's on the stretcher. She's like, "Ah," oh. she's got that look on her face, like, "Thank you. You all are so wonderful." I didn't have a speech prepared, but uh. First of all, I'd like to thank Sydney Prescott, the makers of the Father Death Ghost Face Mask costume. Just like I'd like to thank the Woodsboro Police Department for not giving a fuck for three movies, four movies on them. Oh, look at her eye. Her eye's got that red around it. Like on the inside of it. That's how you know it's real. She's going to be fine. I have a book one day. I want her to write it with me. Be a good team with our matching wounds and all. Survivors now. I just wish Sydney was too. Joe. They're not shooting them. Still touch and go. But she's an ICU. They think Sydney just might make it. What? <laughs> I, I saw Trevor kill her. Look, we don't know yet. Now, at this point, Jill must be thinking, I really suck as a serial killer altogether. She's not awake yet. And she may not remember anything. You'll have to help her with that. All in time. Just get some rest now, okay? May not remember anything from stab wounds? I mean, I've, you know, never been stabbed before, so I don't know how that works. What kills me is how in movies people just rip the IVs out of their arms like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Even if I tried to act that crazy, I would have pulled the IV out, stood up. And then it probably would have kicked in for me. Like, did I just pull that out of my arm? And then I probably would have passed out. It'd have been on some happy death day shit. Like, if I was the killer and had to keep waking up, um, because I was trying to make it to Sydney to finish the job, I would keep pulling the IV out, passing out. Then they would catch me on the floor, and they would have to put it back in, and I would wake up again, do it all over. Write a book together with your matching wounds. Why she was stabbed in the shoulder? Did she know I was too? Dun dun dun. 
just won't die, will you? Who are you, Michael fucking Myers? <laughs> Shout out to the shape. Damn, there you go, Sid. There you go, Sid. Remember, you was built for this shit. Ooh. Yep. That's gotta mess the stitches all up right there. First of all, Sydney, stop letting your little cousin kick. Stop letting it kick your ass. <laughs> it's like. Damn, Sid. Chill ain't that damn crazy. Y'all really letting this girl kick y'all natural born ass. That bedpan she knocked his ass out with must have been made of vibranium or something. Y'all notice how when the killers are revealed at the end of the movie, they, they talk way more than they ever did. Just like, you know why I did it, Sid? It was a cold day in 1999. Way to save the day, Judy. Don't even think about shooting, or I'll blow Dewey's head off. What, you think I won't do it? Do people underestimate, like, the their reflexes or anything like that? Because it's like... She could have got a shot off. You know, you're a cop. This is a teenage girl we're talking about here. She could have shot her right then and there. Next book is going to be fire. That's what she should have said. Clear. 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 Yeah, that'll do it. You forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. That was your brain on drugs. That's got to fry her shit. A defibrillator to, the, to, to both the sides of your head. 
Now, it would have been, like, if this was going to be the last one. Oh, no, I forgot she's still alive. She must really be crazy. Oh, I forgot she came back for one last scare. But um, what they should have did, fuck the gunshot wound. They should have uh, had her head explode from that defibrillator. Several injuries. I'm one of them. He's like, get somebody down here. Wait, is everybody dead? We need the next town's police department down here right away. You could tell Sydney's jaded with all of this mess because she just she could just lay down next to dead bodies like it's nothing. Jill Roberts is her name, the name the whole world will now know. Who single-handedly put a stop to this 21st century Woodsboro killing spree. Jill Roberts of Woodsboro, a girl who's lifted all our spirits tonight, an American hero right out of the movies. <laughs> I mean, she got what she wanted. It was in death. Directed by Wes Craven. R.I.P. Sir. And uh, shout out to Kevin Williamson. Now, let me just say this before I give a rating. Um, while I am kind of upset that this was Wes Craven's last screen movie, um, it's not completely terrible. It's not terrible at all. It's just the weakest of the series for me, but I still have a lot of fun with it. It gives you everything that a screen movie gives you, but it just gave me a lot of the same notes from um, from the first movie, which kind of worked against it for me in a way. But then you get characters like Cur new characters like Kirby and Charlie that really really kept me glued to it um i would have rather sydney dewey and gail died in it but uh, um that's what we got so if the next screen is indeed like a screen five like a follow-up then i'll probably have a lot more respect for this movie than i already do because if they wouldn't have survived this it wouldn't have been a screen five but we'll see what happens man i do give this a strong 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 seven out of ten uh what keeps it from a ten like i said i just stated everything that kept it from a perfect ten was that um you know a lot of the same notes from the first movie and it didn't i enjoyed scream three a lot better but or uh you did have some good characters here and you had some decent moments and i really really hope they don't reboot scream all around i know it's going to happen eventually but they should definitely follow up with Screen 5. Bring everybody back. Bring Marley Shelton back. Bring Hayden Pantiera back. David Arquette, Courtney Cox, uh, Nev Campbell. Everybody that survived, to bring them back. And Dwayne Martin. Everybody that survived. And Patrick Dempsey. But, uh, you know, that wraps up today's commentary for Screen 4. Happy 9th to this movie. Again, rest in peace. Shout out to Wes Craven. Uh, shout out to Kevin Williamson. Um... Y'all already know where I'm at. Y'all know where to find me at. Follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Podcast Breaker, and Radio Public. Oh, in memorial, Paul E. Craven. There we go. But, um, big shout out to Anchor, man. I really have to figure out how to get this podcast on iHeartRadio. I need, I need more platforms. I'm grateful with the platforms I have now. They're amazing. And I'm glad that everybody has multiple platforms to get to this podcast. But, um... I need to expand. I need to look into some expansion, but I'm going to do that. 
But, um, you know, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. It is Open Mic Wednesday, people, so feel free. As long as it's not religion, as long as it's not politics, feel free to post whatever you want up in that bitch. Um, lastly, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the supporters, the lovers. Can't do this without y'all, man. Can't do it without y'all. And make no mistake, I'm still shooting for that 800 climb, man. The Ocho is still commencing. And I'm definitely going to get there. I'm very confident. Probably won't be this month because it was kind of a setback. I'm behind in content like a motherfucker. But um, we'll get there nonetheless. But definitely big shout out to y'all, man. Y'all show the love and support to me. I will show the love and support right back. Always and forever. Shout out to that Heat Wave song. I might listen to it later on. But that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the Can. I'll check y'all on the next one.